0: Great to have you on this fall day. Thanks for blowing in uh, this morning. Good to have you. Uh, we're about to get our worship on, but we gotta. I think we got to warm up. A little, it was a little chilly this morning. I'm not, I'm not quite feeling it yet, but this is my story. This is my song. I want to hear from you. What's your lowest note? Give me your lowest note. This is our warm-up. <laughs> give, give me your highest note. Oh. All right, I think we're warm. From our highs and lows, let's stand and sing our opening songs.
1: Freedom, I speak Jesus. Jesus in the streets Jesus in the darkness I know there's peace within your presence. I speak Jesus.
0: Let's speak Jesus to the people around us in a moment. But Heavenly Father, we just ask your blessings upon these people today. That if they come in feeling a little afraid of the world, Watch a little bit too much news. We just ask that you give us light. For those of us who doubt just a little bit more, we ask that you give us faith. For those of us who are hurting a little bit on the inside, whether whether by 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 physical ailment or by 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 just 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 mental uh, uncertainties, we ask for your healing hand today, Lord. Come into our midst come into our presence show us that you are real that you are greater than every fear that you are greater than every illness that you are greater than, than whatever, whatever stumbling blocks that we put our, in our own lives God we, we, we put into your hands our, our families our finances our own fears and worries Lord heal us make us walk with you As we walk with you, we find that peace, the peace that surrounds, that that just surpasses all understanding. It's in your son's name that we come together today. Your son who taught his disciples how to love, how to live, how to forgive, and, and how to pray by sharing in these words, our Father, who art in heaven. Take our seats. I invite all those little ones and children of heart to come on up for a time of children's time. Kids of heart, come on down. I know we got some more watching online, too. Good to see you. I know. That's awesome. I know you guys are not afraid of anything, right? Are you scared of anything? What are you scared of? You're scared of ghosts? Yeah. I put, especially this time of year, yeah, I put ghosts and tornadoes in the same bucket for me. I've never seen either, and I think it'd be really cool to see a ghost or a tornado, but I think when I saw one, it would be the stupidest thing I ever wanted to see. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, Headless Horseman, that was the one that got me. When I was, not scared of anything? Good Spiders. Spiders. Lots. The collapse of society. The collapse of society. We'll, we'll keep yeah. it. Yeah. Well, pretty broad. Pretty broad. <laughs> yeah. You're not the only ones afraid of stuff. As anyone else? Out, I don't want to hear it yet, but uh, if you're scared of something, just uh, let me see a hand. See, you're not alone. Matter of fact, there's some famous people who are scared of stuff too. Let's see. This is probably uh, well before your time. But this is John Madden. He was a football player and a, and a, a sports analyst, and he would, he would go from city to city, call in games. A big guy, not scared of anything, except for flying, fear of flying. He would, he would have a game in, in, in New York and then have a game in California the next week, and he would I'd drive a bus. He took a bus, he didn't drive the bus, but he took the bus. Uh, everywhere he went, never hopped in a plane. They got him an $800,000 bus. It was $1985, by the way. Uh, Ooh, you know that guy, Johnny Depp. Jack Sparrow, what do you think he's scared of? Johnny Depp is afraid of clowns. Yeah, can I get an amen from anyone out there? There are a couple of you. Uh, Johnny Depp's scared of clowns. Ooh, Liam Neeson. I know. He shouldn't be afraid of anything, should he? Uh, I will find you, and I will hunt you down, and they're like, big, tough guy. Except if it's on top of a building. He is scared of heights. So if you ever want to kidnap any one of his children, in the, uh, uh, just, just be in the top of a building and he won't <laughs> find you. It's probably a horrible story to say. Oh, it's in a movie. Uh, her name? Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. She's scared of cockroaches. It's a reasonable fear. You know, she lives in New York. They're, they're kind of all over the place. Um, yeah. Uh, did it, I lost her name. Thank you. Nicole Kidman. This one, this one threw me off. Butterflies. Scared of butterflies. I know, right? It's just a butterfly. That's what gets her. Oh, Pastor Mike. You know what Pastor Mike's scared of? Public speaking. Oh. <laughs> That's why I talk so fast. Because I want to get through it. That's what I was. When I was in high school and college, I could not speak in front of people. We had speeches to give, and I would like, physically get sick the night before, just scared to death of doing it. When I got to seminary, I wanted to kind of do this pastor thing. Public speaking is part of the, part of the deal. Uh, I was part of a 4,000-member 4, church, 4,000. And I asked the pastor, put me on the, spe- on the, on the scripture uh, docket. Uh, help, me, help me get over this. And so they put me on. I had to read scripture on Sunday mornings. And I'm happy they saw this side because this side was filling up. It was, it was scary. Um, but I kind of got over it for the most part. It still freaks me out. A little bit. Wouldn't it be cool if your greatest fear became your greatest asset? That'd be kind of cool. With God, all things are possible. Every time I read scripture, and then every time you you go to Sunday school and you hear these stories, uh, we read about Moses, who could not speak. He had a speech impediment, and God picked him to go talk to Pharaoh to let uh, let my people go. Jonah was scared of these people, the, the, the Ninevites. He didn't, want, he, he, he didn't want to help them. And God helped him, through a whale to get over that fear pretty quick. David stood in front of Goliath. All these characters had fear. And, and almost every one of them, God helped them overcome their fear. Anytime an angel shows up, poof, an angel shows up. Uh, the angel says, do not be afraid, not be afraid. fear not. Uh, not because an angel just poofed in front of them, but because uh, because they're, they're, they came to address the fear that's already in the heart. I, sh- I, I had a fear of actually saying that this morning because the first service, some of the kids did not hear me say an angel poofed in front of them. They heard something else. <laughs> so we had to reel that one back in. Right. So, did an angel really, p- show up, poof, like poof, mm, yeah. poof. Yeah, whatever fear you have, just know that you don't go alone. That God is always with you. And I know it's, when, you're, when, you're walking, when, you're, when you're walking alone or going through those scary times, it could be hard to remember. But for me, I just, it just reminds me that everyone in the Bible, they weren't super saints. They were just like you and me. And God showed them that they, they can find the courage that they need. Can you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we give thanks for these little ones that as they grow in love and godliness together, that they know they don't walk alone, but they walk with the love of this congregation, with the love of their families, and most importantly, with the love of you. That whatever fears we have, that whatever worries we carry, you you carry them with us and see us to the end. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for coming down today. And as we come to the uh, time of offering, uh, we appreciate the gifts that you give to this church that, that make ministries happen. Uh, we give to many uh, ministries inside the church, outside the church, at home, and abroad. And you make it happen. Uh, one committee that's actually meeting this right after this service is called our Futures Team. The Futures Team, they look at all the things that are going on in the community and how we, uh, as a church, can respond uh, you know, by building and property or by what's going on uh, just, just right around. Maybe some of you came down Pine on the way here and discovered that it was closed. Anyone drive down Pine? Yeah, you had to go around. And they're starting to work on some of those roads. And next month they'll be working on Idaho Street. Uh, they start right there, but November, maybe December, the, the Idaho Street's going to be closed. So you've got to park somewhere else. But the park will someday be gone. There'll be a building, and the Futures team, their job is to figure out what are the opportunities that we have. We could do. We could. We could find out what those are through the gifts and the graces uh, that you give today. Let us receive the offering.
2: First scripture reading is from first Chronicles chapter twenty eight verses nine and twenty. And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you, but if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. David also said to Solomon, his son, Be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. The second reading is from Joshua chapter 1, verses 9-11. through 11. Have I not commanded you, Be strong and courageous, Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land your God is giving you for your own. May God bless the reading of his word.
0: So at our house, I am the spider whisperer. It's my job. <laughs> if there's a spider in the house, it falls to me to get rid of it because my family won't deal with it. Even, even the little tiny ones. Little, little you, you just you catch the web and you take it outside. Uh, they, they won't deal with that on their own. We all love God's creatures as long as they stay outside. They get inside the house. Uh, they have a good chance to meet their maker. Now spiders don't bother me. I could have spiders crawling all over me. That's that doesn't bother me at all. Roller coasters scare me. I'm scared of roller coasters. But that fear is manageable. I might get tired of someone saying, Dad, come get this spider. But I can't imagine a scenario where I have to say, Dear, come get this roller coaster. They don't sneak up on you, right? Spiders do. If my wife, I could talk about her. She's not here. Uh, my wife, if she had a spider right here on this arm, and if she had a chainsaw in this arm, like like she's taking that arm off, right? It's worth it in in, in her mind. I, I, I can't make fun of her a whole lot because then she'll bring out the visine. I hate eye drops. It scares me to death. I can't, I will never do contacts. Uh just. I, I can't, it freaks me out to have something touch your eyes. We all have that little fear that gets us, right? That little silly fear that other people might make fun of us for. Last week we were at, a, at an amusement park in the middle of the country, and again, roller coasters, my family's, they go on them. So my wife hands me her purse every time. Here's my purse. Stand at the exit and just say, I'm a weenie, I'm a weenie, I'm a weenie. What's your little fear? I'm not looking for war, death, collapse of the universe, anything like that. But do you have, what's, what's, just pop it out. What's that, what's that little fear that, uh, that you have that might seem silly to someone else? Dennis. Snakes, dentists, ortho witch doctors they are. <laughs> IRS. <laughs> universe collapsing, yes. Oh. When I was your age, the movie 1984 came out, which is about nuclear war, and it freaked me out. Yeah, I've gotten over that, but ah, yeah, we all got those fears. So I think the sermon's for all of us. We all need a little bit more courage in our lives. For the last few weeks, we have been using the Wizard of Oz as a creative way to, to express some of these God's given gifts to us. Just as the characters in The Wizard of Oz lacked something, so do we. Uh, So let's review. Scarecrow. Scarecrow needed a brain. Wouldn't it be good to have brains someday? Uh, This is 1900 when this was written. So a scarecrow representing the farming community, the ag community. Uh, Country bumpkins, if you will. Tin man needed a heart. 1900, Industrial Revolution. People were moving off the farm, going to going to the uh, to the factory, and losing a little bit of their humanity, being off you know, the change of change of the world. Uh, where they are just a widget to someone else's profit making scheme? Uh, the lion, the lion needed a or needed courage, courage. Uh, according to Baum, when he wrote this, uh, again 1900. Uh, let's see, the lion, uh, he, the lion represented. Cowardly political leaders who didn't have the nerve to make the right decisions. Thank God those days are over. (laughs) Right? In the scripture scripture reference that Judy read for us today, uh, out of that first one, David is giving Solomon end-of-life advice: Have a willing mind, have a courageous heart, be strong and courageous. Get some brains, my son. Get some heart, my son. Get some, get some courage, my son. We get the word courage, C-O-U-R uh, in the French, C-O-R in uh, other, other languages, uh, means from the heart, carotic courage. I'm kind of mixing the tin man and lying there, but, uh, but that's where we get the word courage, finding the heart to do to do what you, what you need to do. Fear causes more misery all the sin and sickness that the world can give you. We're not sick all the time. We don't sin all the time.
3: But a lot of us are afraid most of the time. Something, someone,
0: fear is always there. Some fear is good. I don't have to tell you people that some fear is good, right? Fear of touching the hot stove, fear of running into the street. Uh, Stephanie was was uh, eight, at my second church. Stephanie was eight months pregnant and just, mm, she was big, and uh, about to burst any moment. And Christian was like a year and a half to two years old and started running to the street and she could not catch him. And the fear in her eyes. Uh, I, I was about 20 yards away. I was watching this and I didn't have time to, like, you know, and we're just all screaming, Stop, stop. That's good fear. You don't want the street. Good fear. Uh, but sometimes fear gets overly complicated. Uh, good fear. fear. Fear of the busy people might break the speeding laws more frequently if we didn't fear the fear of the guy with the uh, the blue light behind us. You know, blue light special on I eighty four. Blue light special was an old Kmart thing. I right, never mind. But yeah, we live in a scary world, Pastor Mike. There's things to be afraid of. Do you watch the news? Yes. But remember the good old days when the news was a half hour? And you were only scared for a half hour? Some of of you and some of my family watch the news way too much. They get 24 hours of fear. Day in, day out. And if if this fear is gone, then by golly, there's another fear to... To, to jump up. Kids, when they're born, and I, I, I didn't do the research into this, I'm going off an old uh, con- uh, uh, 123 Contact or a Sesame Street, I can't remember which, but they did a study on babies. And babies only have two fears, according to Sesame Street. Fear of loud noises, and fear of falling. Fear of, fear of heights. Which means that every other fear that we have, learned but it also means that every other fear can be overcome or unlearned or managed of all the advice that king david gave his son uh, we can read over and over again where he tells him have courage don't be afraid
3: and i gotta think what was solomon afraid of he's a
0: prince he's got everything he needs He's he's not scared of any man. He's not scared of of going hungry. He's not scared of of outside armies coming in. The the nation was doing pretty good. Maybe it was fear about living up to expectations.
3: Maybe it was the fear of of, of becoming king. It's a job I don't want. Hundreds of years before Solomon,
0: so a long time ago, Joshua just got the proverbial reins as well. Although it wasn't a kingdom, but it was to the ragtag slaves who had just finally reached, after 40 years, the promised land. They weren't a kingdom yet, but there they were. Moses just died, and Joshua is now in charge. And Joshua had everything he needed to do the task that God had given him, except for one thing courage. The Lord didn't tell Joshua, I will find you more men. The Lord did not tell Joshua, I will find you more food, more roadmaps to get across the river. I will find you more, uh, more knowledge. No. Joshua, you have everything you need except for courage. Be strong and courageous.
3: Like I said, we're all scared of something. Rejection. What others think of you? Criticism? Confrontation? Running out of money? Commitment? David knew a little something about courage. Standing before Goliath. Standing and fighting Saul, the king. What else did David do? David did uh, Philistines, facing the Philistines. Facing so much
0: and overcoming so much. In the, in the end, David trusted God to give him what he needed. So how, how do you find this courage in the couple minutes that I have left? How do you find that courage? Because I'll tell you, it doesn't come from a Wizard of Oz. It doesn't come from, from a guy in a green castle.
3: This is what helps me.
0: First, identify the fear and rebuke it in the name of Christ. That sounds, I know, hokey and too spiritually sort of thing. But honestly, rebuke it in the name of Jesus. The evil one is part of our problem. He wants us to live in fear. The Bible says that if we confront him in the name of Jesus, he will turn and run. This is what James says, New Testament. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. King James says, rebuke, rebuke the devil. Can you imagine that? You have the power to make the evil one run. Wouldn't it be cool if the thing that you were scared of was scared of you? Is there something in your life that you just need to say, Jesus, help me? In the name of Christ, remove this fear, this fear of worry, this fear of whatever it is. Rebuke the fear. Hey, do me a favor. Can you say rebuke the fear? Rebuke the fear. Another thing that, where I find courage is to talk with a trusted friend. Could be a family member. Could be a friend. Could be a therapist. Could be, talk to someone. A fear shared is a fear reduced. You know that, right? Problems shared, problems reduced. Joy shared, Joys are doubled. That's good math, right? But too many of us, too many of us keep it here. It's just between me and the Lord. And the Lord is like, you haven't even brought it to me yet.
3: Share it. 1 Thessalonians
0: says this. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Some of the most profound conversations that I've had with my spouse, we celebrated 26 years last week. I'm surprised too. But we we made it that far. And some of the most profound conversations is where she looks at me or I look at her and like, all right, this freaks me out. I'm worried. I'm scared. And we can
3: walk it through together.
0: Scripture doesn't use the phrase mental health, but it does use words like shalom, joy, soul rest,
3: blessed. A long time ago, there used
0: to be a stigma. Part of my job is to remove that stigma. If you need to talk to someone, talk to someone. If you need to share with
3: something, share with someone. We all do that.
0: Find someone you can talk to about your deep-seated fears that paralyze the soul. Reduce the fear. Do me a favor, shout out, reduce the fear. Reduce the fear. Another thing that works for me. If possible, and this is to find courage now, right? If possible, take a walk and talk to God. Just talk to God about your fear, about your problem, what you're facing. There is something so therapeutic about just just being in the out of doors, and if you combine that with prayer, the comforts are powerful and profound. We are built, we are built to be in nature. When is the last time you touched dirt? Right? When's the last time you went for a walk in the elements? You know, we, <laughs> I had a buddy, California. My buddy in California had a meeting in New York. It was raining in California, and it was sleeting in in New York. Got into his garage, got in the car, drove to the airport, parked at the garage airport, airport garage, got to his plane. Of course, they had that little ramp down to the plane, gets in the plane, flies off, lands in New York, gets his car in New York from the garage drives to the hotel, parks in the basement of the hotel, has his meeting, actually, it's actually at the hotel, it's a convention center kind of thing. The next day, reverses the whole shebang. Not once did he get wet. 72 degrees the entire time, which sounds awesome, doesn't it? Right? Can you imagine telling someone 100 years ago that this is our world, that you can go from, from San Fran to New York, Never be outside. It amazes me that we say we feel distant from God when we close ourselves, close ourselves off from God's creation. I, I didn't say it right. Harold Bell Wright said it right. This is what he said: "Small wonder our lives have so little of God in them when we come in touch with so little that God has made." Go for a walk. And while you're walking, pray. Talk to God. This is the season of trees. Talk to God. Uh, Do me a favor. Shout out loud. Pray away the fear. Pray away the fear. Uh, I got time for one more. I love Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, Sometimes when I... When, when I lay awake at night and I'm fretting about the next day or about a meeting with this person or trying to make budget over here or, you know, all those little fears or my kid's doing this or da 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 The Lord is my shepherd. This, this is me counting sheep at night. The Lord is my shepherd. God, I need a shepherd. I am a sheep and there's wolves. Help me out. I am walking through that dark valley. Guide me out. I'm in the presence of my enemies. my cup, I I need it to overflow. Right now it's a little empty. You know, just pray, just use those words. The whole point of of, of learning psalms and singing these songs is to worship God, but it's also to get it in, in our hearts where we could use them in these times. I'm trading my sorrows. It is well with my soul. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. We use these lyrics to get us through what we need to get through. Solomon found courage, not only to build the temple, but to lead the people in his time as king. Joshua found courage to take the people through the promised land. Courage is something that is available to each and every one of us. And I pray, I pray that we find it when we truly need it. And the family of God said, Our closing song, let's stand and sing. Your grace is enough.
1: your faithfulness O oh God You wrestle with the sinner's heart You lead us by still waters into mercy And nothing can keep us apart So remember love and justice, God You use the weak to lead the strong You lead us in the song of your salvation And all your people sing along so remember your people, remember your children, remember your promise. Oh. Remember your promise, oh God.
0: grace is enough. Whatever it is that you need, His grace is enough. Whatever worries you have, His grace is enough. May the God that brought us together today go with us now and forevermore that as we walk through these autumn days, Lord, help us to find you and find courage to walk in grace in peace and in love. Amen.